Section 15 of A Young Girl's Diary by Anonymous. Translated by Cedar Paul and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. July, the second year. July 2nd. I was in a tremendous rage at school today. Professor W., the traitor, did not come because he had confession and communion in the gymnasium, and the matron did not know anything about the subject, so there was no one to take his class. Then the hair religions professor took it. He had come earlier than usual to write up the reports. But since the Jewish girls were there, too, of course there was no religion lesson. But the H. Rel. Prof. had a chat with us. He asked each of us where we were going to spend the summer, and when I said I was going to Radon, Weinberger said, I say only to Radon, and several of the other girls chimed in, only to Radon. Why, that's only a drive on the steam tram. I was frightfully annoyed, for we generally go to Tyrol or Styria and I said so directly, and then Franca said, Last year, too, I think, you went somewhere quite close to Vienna. Where was it, Hain? And then she stopped and made as if she had never heard of Hainfeld. Of course, that was all put on, because she's very angry because we won't speak to her since that business about the cousin. But now I was to learn what true friendship is. While I was still getting more angry, Hella said, Rita's mother is now in Franzenbad, the world-famous health resort. She is ill, and Prof. Sh has had to go see her at least once a week. The Herr Rell Prof. was awfully nice and said, Rodin is a lovely place. The air there is very fine and will certainly do your mother a lot of good. That's the chief thing, isn't it, children? I hope that God will spare you all your parents for many years. When the Herr Rell Prof. said that, Lample, whose mother died last winter, burst out crying, and I cried too, for I thought of my talk with father. Weinberger and Franca thought I was crying because I was annoyed because we were only going to Rodin. In the interval, Franca said, After all, there's no harm in going to Rodin. That's no reason for crying. But Hella said, Excuse me, the Laniers can go anywhere they please. They are so well off that many people might envy them. Besides, her mother and her sister are in Franzenbad now, where everything is frightfully expensive, and in Rodin they have rented a house all for themselves. Rita is crying because she's anxious about her mother, not because of anything you said. Of course, we don't speak a word to Franca now. Mother does not want us to anyhow. She did not like her at all when she met her last year. Mother has a fine instinct in such matters. July 6th. We broke up today. I have nothing but very goods except, of course, in natural history. That was to be expected. What? I can't bring myself to write the name. Said was perfectly right. Nearly all of the girls who were still there brought Frau Dr. M. and Frau Dr. St flowers as farewell tokens. This time Helen and I were allowed to go with Frau Dr. M. to the Metropolitan. When we kiss her hand, she always blushes, and we love doing it. This summer holidays, she is going to Germany, of course. Really, Helen need not have asked. It's obvious. July 8th. Mother and Dora are coming home today. We are going to meet them at the station. By the way, I'd quite forgotten. The other day, Father hid a new five-crown piece in my table napkin, and when I lifted up my table napkin, it fell out, and Father said, In part payment of your outlay on flowers for the table. Father is such a darling. The flowers did not cost anything like five crowns, three at most, for though they were lovely ones, I only bought fresh ones every other day. Now I shall be able to buy Mother lots of roses, and I shall either take them to the station or put them on her table. On the one hand, I'm awfully glad Mother is coming home, but on the other hand, I did like being alone with Father, for he always talked to me about everything, just as he does to Mother. That will come to an end now. July 10th. Mother and Dora look splendid. I'm especially glad about Mother, for one can see that she is quite well again. If we had not taken the house in Rodon, we might just as well go to Tyrol, for one can't deny it would be much nicer. Dora looks quite a stranger. 
it's absurd for one can't alter in one month still she really looks quite different she does her hair differently parted over the ears i have had no chance yet to say anything about the trouble and she has not alluded to it in the autumn she will have to take a special exam for the sixth because she went away a month before the end of term father says that is only pro forma and that she must not take any lesson books to the country hella went away yesterday she and her mother and lizzie are going first to geiston and then to stay with her uncle in hungary life is dull without hella much worse than without dora without her i was simply bored sometimes in the evening at bedtime dora gives it out that in franz and bad people treated her as a grown-up lady i'm sure that's not true for anyone can see she's a long way from being a grown-up lady yet july eleventh i can't think what's happened to dora when she goes out she goes alone she doesn't tell me when she is going or where and she hasn't said a word about victor but he must know she is back tomorrow we are going to redon by train of course not by the steam tram the day after tomorrow the thirteenth oswald has the viva voce exam for his matriculation he says that in every class there are at least one or several swatters like verbenaschwitz in ours he says they spoil the pitch for the others for because of the swatters the professors expect so much more of the others and sit upon them this may be so in the gymnasium but certainly not at the high school for though verb is always sucking up to the staff they can't stand her they give her good reports but none of them really like her mother says the thirteenth is an unlucky day and it makes her anxious about oswald because of that she went to high mass yesterday instead of the nine o'clock mass as usual i never thought of praying for oswald and anyhow i think he'll get through all right july thirteenth thank goodness oswald has wired he is through and that he has wired his favorite phrase finis and jubilation at any rate that did not worry mother as he did over the written exam when he made silly jokes all the time he won't be home until the seventeenth for the matriculation dinners on the fifteenth father is awfully pleased too it's lovely here of course we have not really got a whole house to ourselves as hella pretended at school but a flat on the first story in the mezzanine a young married woman lives that is to say a newly married couple whenever i hear that phrase it makes me shake with horror and laughter combined Rusty must have thought of it too for she looked hard at dora and me when she told us but they have a baby already so they are not really a newly married couple any more the landlord who lives on the same floor as us is having a swing put up for me in the garden for it is horrid not to have a swing in the country july sixteenth at last dora has said something to me about victor but she spoke very coldly there must be something up she might just as well tell me she really ought to seeing all that i've done i've not seen him since that last letter of june twenty seventh that time something must have happened no that word means something quite different there must be something up but i do wonder what hella is delighted with gaston she writes that the only thing wanting is me i can quite understand that for what i want here is her before the end of term ada wrote to ask whether we were not coming to h this year she said she had such a frightful lot to tell me and she wants my advice i shall be very glad to advise her but i don't know what it is about july eighteenth something splendid we are but no i must write it all out in proper order oswald came home yesterday he is in great form and said jokingly to dora that she is so pretty he thinks he would fall in love with her if she were not his sister just before it was time to go to supper mother called us in and i was rather annoyed when i saw that it was only a quarter to eight then father came in with a paper in his hand as he often does when he comes back from the office and said dear oswald and you two girls i wanted to give you and especially oswald a little treat because of the matriculation aha i thought the great prize after all then father opened the paper and said you have often wondered as children why we have no title of nobility like the other lanier's my grandfather dropped it but i have got it back again for you oswald and also for you two girls henceforth we shall call ourselves lanier von lensheim like aunt anna and your uncles 
Oswald was simply speechless, and I was the first to pull myself together and give father a great hug. But first of all, he said, do credit to the name. Oswald went on clearing his throat for a frightfully long time, and then he said, thank you, father. I shall always hold the name in trust, and then they kissed one another. We were on our best behavior all through the evening, although mother had ordered roast chicken and father had provided a bottle of champagne. I am frightfully happy. It's so splendid and noble. Think of what the girls will say, and the staff. I'm frantically delighted. Tomorrow I must write and tell Hella about it. July 19th. I've managed it beautifully. I did not want to write just, We are now noble, so I put it all in the signature, simply writing, Always your loving friend, Rita Lanier von Lainsheim. I told Ressie about it first thing this morning, but father scolded me about that at dinner and said it was quite unnecessary. It seems the nobility has gone to your head. Nothing of the sort, but it's natural that I should be frightfully glad, and Dora, too, has covered a whole sheet of paper writing her new name. Father says it does not really make us any different from what we were before, but that is not true, for if it were, he would not have bothered to revive the title. He says it will make it easier for Oswald to get on, but I'm sure there's more in it than that. Ressy told the landlord about it, and in the afternoon he and his wife called to congratulate us. July 20th. Oswald says he won't stay here. It's much too dull. He is going for a walking tour through the Alps, to Gross Klockner, and then to Karawankin. He will talk of father as the old man, and I do think it is so vulgar. Dora says it is absolutely flippant. July 24th. Hella's answer came today. She congratulates me most heartily, then goes on to write that at first she was struck dumb and thought I'd gone crazy or was trying to take her in. But her mother had already heard of it from her father, for it had been published in the official gazette. Now we are both noble, and that is awfully nice, for I have often been annoyed that she was noble when I was not. July 25th. Oswald left today. Father gave him three hundred crowns for his walking tour because of the matriculation. I said, in that case I shall matriculate as soon as I can, and Oswald said, for that one wants rather more brains in one's head than you girls have. What cheek! Frau Dr. M. passed the gymnasium matriculation, and Frau Dr. Steiner passed it too as an extra. Doris said quietly, maybe I shall show you that your sister can matriculate too. Anyhow, you have always said yourself that the chief thing you need to get through the matriculation is cheek. Then I had a splendid idea and said, but we girls have not got cheek. We study when we have to pass an examination. Mother wanted us to make it up with him, but we would not. In the evening, Dora said to me, Oswald is frantically arrogant, though he has had such a lot of satisfactories and has only just scraped through his exam. By the way, here's another sample of Oswald's stupidity. Directly after the wire, finis with jubilation came another which ought to have arrived first, for it had been handed in four hours earlier with nothing but the word through, dirch. Mother was frightfully upset by it, for she was afraid it really meant failed, dirch fallen, and that the other telegram had only been an idiotic joke. Dora and I would never condescend to such horseplay. Father always says Oswald will sow all his wild oats at the university, but he said today that he was not going to the university, but would study mining, and then perhaps law. July 29th. It's sickeningly dull here. I simply don't know what to do. I really can't read and swing the whole day long, and Dora has become as dull as she used to be. That is, even duller, for not only does she not quarrel, but she won't talk. That is, she won't talk about certain things. She is perfectly crazy about the baby of the young couple in the mezzanine. He's ten months old, and I can't see what she sees to please her in such a little pig. She's always carrying him about, and yesterday he made her all wet. I wish her the joy of it. It made her pretty sick, and I hope it will cure her infatuation. 
Thank goodness tomorrow is my birthday. That will be a bit of change. Tomorrow we are going to the Parapluie Berg. But I hope we shan't want our umbrellas. Father is coming back at one so that we can get away at two or half past. Hella has sent me today a lock-up box for letters, etc., of course filled with sweets and a tremendously long letter to tell me how she is getting on in Gaston. But they are only going to stay a month because it is frantically expensive. A roll five krenzer and a bottle of beer one crown. And the rolls are so small that one simply has to eat three for breakfast and for afternoon tea. But it's awfully smart in the hotel, several grooms, then there are masses of Americans and English and even a consul's family from Sydney in Australia. I spend most of the day playing with two dachshund puppies. They are called Max and Moritz, though of course one of them is a bitch. That is really a word which one ought not to write, for it means something, at least in its other meaning. End of section 15